This is Brett Saxon, and you're wasting your time with Matt Rashavi on Not Good. Hey everybody, welcome back to the program. Welcome back to Not Good with Matt Rashavi, and welcome back to the show that critics all over the world are calling. I listened to your podcast on an eight-hour drive, and it made the eight hours feel longer. Awesome. Thank you. That's from Scott G. Um, so thank you for that, and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. Uh, this week I'm recording live uh, to tape from Pasadena, California. Um, yeah, and we're getting a little late on doing the show, sending it out, uh, you know, evening time Friday, but, uh, happy Friday to you. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes life happens and you just can't report, a, uh, record a podcast till in the evening. It happens. We've all been there. Um, but yeah, so I've been here for a week back in good old sunny California, 90 degrees, I won't try to talk about weather the entire podcast, but 90 degrees. Ugh. Um, some people love it. I'm more of a I'm more of a 20 degrees to negative 40 degrees guy. Um, but uh, but yeah, so 90 degrees here. Um, I've been taking you know some of my favorite things to do out here is to ride the subway. I love it, which people think I'm crazy for loving it so much, and I think it's because. You know, depending on the time and day, you know, you could have a great kind of just, you know, not not crazy experience. It's just kind of, it just is, you know what I mean? But, um, or it's either that or the most frightening terror nightmare dreamscape you've ever had. Um, and I felt like I had that last night. <laughs> uh, I took a train into uh, deeper parts of Pasadena and um uh while on there there was just this guy that was just in the corner of my car that was just laughing like like just devilish <laughs> and i'm just like oh that's so frightening um and also i try not to you know make eye contact with people on the train um, um sometimes there's just you know just you never know what you're gonna get basically uh and i was so what i would do is i wouldn't look inside i kind of look outside the window and it was at night so it was dark and you know how you if you look through the window you can see the reflection so you can see that and i just saw this one guy just staring at me and making eye contact with me through the reflection <laughs> if that makes sense i was just like ah all right this uh this couldn't be going any better um but yeah, so not too bad, and um, you know, thankfully it didn't uh, didn't end in a bad way. But uh, but yeah, also I just got my flu shot, so that's uh, that's good to get. Um, and I gave the I went to a minute clinic, and I gave the doctor my wrong insurance card for uh, it was one that I had through a um, company that I worked for earlier this year, and it was CBS, and he was like, oh CBS, and. Uh, and it was immediately just chatting me up with, uh, you know, what I do for work and all that. And then uh, he's like, he's like, uh, yeah, you got any shows about, uh, you know, single 50-year-old guys that uh, that are doctors that work at a CVS and get all the babes? 
<laughs> I was like, no, no, I can't say I have any of those shows that I'm going to be working on. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I would love to be a part of that casting process, if you know what I mean. <laughs> like his laugh wasn't exactly like the guy on the light rail on the subway train, but pretty close. Uh, and I was like, no, you know, um, and also too, like, can you make that joke nowadays? Like the those casting couch jokes? Like, did he fall asleep through the last five years of Me Too? I don't know. And I was like, um, yeah, no. And, uh, you know, get, I get the shot and uh, he legit asked me, as I was leaving. Um, so do you think I could send you my headshot? Ah, uh, no. Nope, I'm good. Thanks. Thank you for that. Alright, so let's start off with some reviews and let's start off with some comic book reviews. Um, yeah, how's your guys' week been? Have you been uh, organizing your comic book collection like me? <laughs> uh, literally, that's I've been spending days doing that, and that's uh, uh, you know at least I'm admitting that um, into a microphone. That's great. Uh, yeah, so this week um, some good books that I've been reading. Been just yeah reading a ton, catching up. Um, nerd time. Uh, House of Slaughter is this book that I've been reading. James Tinian the Fourth, who's a great writer, writes a lot of Dark Knight, Batman stuff, um, and so he wrote this one. This is House of Slaughter, and this is from the same kind of world and universe of Something Is Killing the Children, um, which is from Boom Studios. And I've talked about Something Is Killing the Children a lot, and that's probably one of my favorite comic books. Early on, it was way better. It's still good now, but um, it was just kind of just different and edgier right at the beginning. Um, and this one is, you know, it's only one issue, but I wasn't super impressed. So I'm going to have to go, you know, not good on this one. Um, but it's only the first issue, so it could totally change and it could be really good. But I was just kind of like, uh, it was very wordy. Um, and I don't know. I'm sure there'll be, it'll it'll turn itself around. But right now it was just kind of like, eh. Uh, Mullet Cop from Tom Lintern in Scout Comics. Uh, this one's great. Um, I like it because I can relate because I feel like I'm starting to grow a mullet. Um, and my family members hate that. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so it is, it's good. It's this kind of like almost like an 80s horror futuristic movie um, in comic book form, all centering around this mullet cop. Cannot recommend it enough. Um, kind of pricey for a first issue, eight bucks, but like worth it. Super worth it. Um, going on the cop theme, another one called Hell Cop. This is Brian Haverlin, art by Gerard Van Dyke um, from Shadowline Image Comics. This one kind of takes that usual theme you get. You have a cop, um, and it's through multiverses as well. Like every comic book property and movie is kind of tackling multiverses right now. This does the same uh, where you have your normal life, but then you have this other universe that's like mythical monsters, um, sheriffs, all this crazy stuff. And uh, um, so this is there's basically these hell cops that go and they try to you know get these demons and the police officer's partner is killed. So that's kind of like you see that in a lot of buddy cop movies. And so this is that. And then he's now on a vendetta to go into this realm uh, where your version, a version of your spirit, if you die, goes into this realm. So he's got to go try to find his partner's spirit, 
or what's left of it and um, try to figure out what happened. So I'm interested. It's uh, it's a lot of you you know familiar ideas, but putting it all in kind of a, an interesting package. So I think it's uh, I I'm intrigued. I think it's a solid first issue. Uh, Newburn from Image Comics. This is from Chip Zdarsky and Jacob Phillips. This is about a detective that's on retainer from some big crime mob families. So he's solving a murder case, but he's working it at the angle of these mob families. Like he's working with them not against them. So it's kind of a unique take on that. Um, but you can tell that you're already amping up on the tension and it's going to be, you know, things are going to come to a head probably pretty soon. Um, and then finally, May's book from Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire, I think is a great artist and writer. And um, this is one of those ones that was like, you know, you read a lot of comic books sometimes and you just kind of get like, you know, you're used to some of the things, and then all of a sudden something comes up that's, like, so different. And this is that. A man loses his daughter 10 years ago, and then he finds out that she might be alive and has to solve a maze to possibly find her. Uh, really good. I won't spoil anything. I You know, I love spoiling. But this is one of those books that got me re-excited about some comic books. So I love that. So check out Maze Book. And then Newburn, Hellcop, Mullet Cop, and House of Slot. Uh, let's move on now to a little bit of entertainment news. Uh, entertainment news for this week. First one is let's talk about the new Predator movie. Um, I'm a huge Predator fan, but I feel like the original, that one's awesome, you know, and holds up the test of time. Predator 2 is solid. Predators is all right. But uh, some of the most recent ones um, have not been the greatest. But the new Predator movie is called Prey. Get it? Predator and Prey? Yeah. Uh, but it is. it seems like it could be really good. Um, they were going to call this movie Skulls, but it's been renamed Prey. Um, and yeah, it is. I, I don't know. Um, I kind of think Skulls might be a better title on that one. But uh, Dan, 10 Cloverfield Lane director Dan Trachtenberg is going to be the guy directing this one. Uh, script is written by Patrick Azon from Kingdom and Jack Ryan and Treadstone fame. So there you go. Um, I kind of wish they would go the route of bringing Arnold back. You know what I mean? Like just a grizzled, he's alcoholic. He can't, he's got nightmares about what's been going on. And then all of a sudden the predators come back to earth to get revenge on the predator that he killed in the first movie. Uh, that would be something that I would want to see. Um, all right. So it is Disney plus day. So Disney plus day is kind of celebrating the two year anniversary of the launch of Disney plus. Um, and so in honor of that, they released the first picture of the Sanderson sisters from the new Hocus Pocus movie. So that you can check out online. And some people, you know, sometimes they get a hard time about this, of liking Hocus Pocus. But you got to remember, this is also written by Mick Garris, who's a great horror writer. Um, so, yeah, did the Stand miniseries. Um, 
yeah, well, one more to say. You know, you know Mick Garris. Maybe you don't. And if you don't, check him out. Um, but let's see, what else here, too? Oh, so this one I thought was um, interesting and good to kind of go down a rabbit hole of checking out. There was Leftover Salmon's Andy Thorne. So I don't know if you know that band or him, but he's been uploading videos of him in Colorado, and he's playing on acoustic guitar, as you will, um, serenading a fox. Um, and yeah, so you can check out those videos. There's a couple of them that are out there. And he is, he's a great songwriter and great singer. So you can uh, see some great stuff from that. Um, but yeah, there's been a series of videos of that. And the latest one will be premiering on Faces of Death. Uh, no, probably not. But I think that that is, I mean, he's got a weapon if the fox does choose to attack. He's got that guitar. But uh, I feel like this is how that happens, right? Like Grizzly Man, you know, you start, you feel like you're a part of nature, and then you play a couple songs to foxes, and they're, you know, seem to be cool with it. So you're like, oh, yeah, I, I'm best friends with nature. I can literally do anything. And then that's when it all turns, you know, crazy. Like that's, uh, there was that woman that had a, um, orangutan as a, as a pet. <laughs> it was like, you don't see, you don't see any possible dangers in that. Um, but I don't know. I would get scared even having like a little, uh, uh parakeet parrot or, or any kind of a mouse, anything, even a plant. <laughs> I think a plant would attack me. Um, so there you go on that. And listen, you know, that's the other thing too, is, you know, nature is just, it's nature finds a way. Jeff Goldblum taught me that. Um, all right. So the other cool thing about Disney plus day is they talked about, um, they released a little Villo Villo video of Willow, the TV show. Um, and so Warwick Davis came out and introduced us all to the cast of the new Willow TV series, which is great. It kind of picks up right after um, the movie. He's reprising his role, and uh, it looks like they're on a, a mission to save a kidnapped prince, is the details that have been released so far. Um, but yeah, that's great. He, uh, he, Warwick Davis is, I think, such an awesome actor, obviously, in uh, Harry Potter movies. But Willow, I just loved that movie as a kid and still do. It still holds up like crazy. If you haven't seen it, you need to check it out. Um, but yeah, he said, yeah, we heard you diehard Willow fans. The Willow mongers, the willing me softly, the low boys. You get the idea. He said that we're still workshop shopping fan name, fan base names for that. Um, and I'm just like, really? You didn't think Weeping Willows? Come on. That's a solid, solid name and a solid dad joke. All right, now let's do some uh, movie and TV reviews for the week. Uh, what are you guys watching? I uh, went to the movies and saw The French Dispatch, which is Wes Anderson's new movie. Um, and, yeah, I'm going to have to say my initial thing is, it, first off, it's so dense. There's a lot to look at. It's beautiful. Um, and I know that, you know, with some of his movies, like Moonrise Kingdom, I was definitely this way where I, you know, saw it and liked it. I enjoyed it. 
but I wasn't blown away by it. And then years later, I saw it and was like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, it's really good. Um, and I think that may be the same way with this one. The French Dispatch, right now, I would honestly have to say, you know, I'd have to give it a not good. Um, but I was like, but I still see parts of it that I know that I'm going to love later on the road. It's like, I just need to see it a couple of times and get used to it. I think there's just so much going on um, that, you know, once I get more of a grasp on it, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I love it. It's one of those ones that you're going to watch. And every time you're like going to find 20 new things that you'll fall in love with. Um, but one of the actors in that, Bill Murray, the man, Bill Murray, is going to be in the new Ant-Man. Um, and he will be the new Ant-Man. No, I wish. But he instead will be part of that cinematic universe. Um, and so, yeah, he casually revealed it to a German news outlet with, uh, they, they're saying basically no prompting. Um, someone asked him that you work with a lot of directors multiple times. Do you prefer that to working with new people? And then Bill Murray goes right to saying, I did a Marvel movie with the guy who made bring it on. Um, so there you go. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Him in that universe that could totally, any him in anything i'll i'll give it a watch that's for sure uh let's see what else did i watch this week i watched dune i love it it is almost three hours it looks great it's uh well written well acted um i know that those books are massive and everyone says it's you know one of those almost unfilmable stories uh david lynch tried it i actually like his version of it i think it's good uh but i love david lynch that's the other thing you know so uh, but people, you know, I, I like this one. My issue with it is after two, almost three hours, they leave it, spoiler alert, on a to be continued. And it's like, you know, you, you spend that much time in it. You want more payoff and closure. And I get that they can't. They can't put that entire uh, book and series into, you know, two and a half hour, three hour movie. But... For me, it was like, and I knew that they were going to do this. They had to make it just a part one. But afterwards, I was just like, ah, I just wish there was more closure. You know what I mean? Because you do devote a good chunk of time to that movie. But it's good. And I'm anxious to see where it goes from there. I also saw Missing in Action, the original Chuck Norris flick. I got to admit, I don't, I haven't seen a lot of Chuck Norris. So I was like, well, I'll give this a, sh- a shot. And I do feel like, you know, people would probably have issues with that movie today, I'm sure. Uh, it can come off. One reviewer said xenophobic, and I could see that. Um, yeah, people would probably find things problematic with him, but it is interesting to just kind of see what he was like. Um, and he's still around, but what he is like as a young man actor. Um, and he does definitely, he delivers a good performance. Uh, I will give him that. Uh, for TV, you know, just a little quick review. I did see Dexter New Blood this past week and it is great to see it back um again spoiler alert if you haven't seen it definitely you know don't listen to this because there's some great surprises and you basically check in with dexter in this seaside community where you know it's during the winter time and he is kind of thriving in this new environment and it's cool to see it's cool to see him with new friends and uh you know he's got a new love interest who's like the main police officer in town, which is a nice twist. Um, Jennifer Carpenter comes back. She died at the end of the series, the original series. And it's shot in a different way. Um, 
and she comes back as kind of like a spirit guide, kind of like her his dad did in the original series. But what I like about it is it's shot differently and the structure's a little different where it's not a ton of voiceover narration as it so much was in the original series. But then towards the end, Cody comes back of this first episode, and I just wish they would have teased that out a little longer, like giving it a couple episodes of him in this new environment before it all kind of comes closing in and crashing down. But uh, other than that, solid, solid first episode. And the is on our chest Now let's move on to some advice for the week. Uh, again, feel free to reach out to notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. That's notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. If you have any advice, questions that you want answered by me, a certified expert in life, right? Maybe not, uh, but you get it. Uh, one person was uh, wondering, so she is constantly getting crappy gifts, her words, from her friends. Um, just things that she thinks aren't don't directly relate to her, her personality, and aren't even things that she would enjoy, and kind of a lot of tchotchkes. And so she is wondering if she should confront her friends over this. Like, why aren't you putting more time into my gifts? Come on. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's tough. Sometimes people are hard to shop for too. You got to remember that. Like for me, it's easy. You give me, you throw a comic book at me, or um, uh, you know a movie, a DVD, some CD, or even like a chunk of food, and I'll be happy for, you know, hours. <laughs> but but I get, like, some people, you, it's tough. You can be with a person for, uh, you know, and friends with them for a long period of time and not fully know what to get them for birthdays. Um, so it's tough. So should you confront them? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think you should burn every bridge over this one. Uh, no, not really. I feel like at least you're getting gifts. I think that's the, isn't that the silver lining here? Let's think about that. Like there's the, you know, I've had that where friends all of a sudden stop giving you gifts and that's like, yeah, okay. And you know, that's part of growing up too. Sometimes that just happens, but, um, yeah, you know what I mean? You're getting gifts. They're trying. That's really all, all they can do. Not that big of a deal. So that's one of those things where you kind of save that. Like, you can think it, be like, wow, they totally <laughs> misjudged that one. But, you know, at least they at least they got you something. Uh, this one was a... Oh, so a woman started dating this gentleman. And things are going well. She's like, okay, this is great. You know, it's solid. Seems like a really good first few dates. And, you know, they're going to keep continuing it. And everything's going well. And the guy brings up to her casually, oh, just so you know, I have a date already planned um, in January. And so that's, we're in November, so a few months from now, he's got a date in January. And so she's wondering what she should do with that information. Because she thought like they were, uh, you know, getting on that path of being um, exclusive. And it definitely doesn't seem that way now. Um wants to know what you should do. Well, listen, you have a few options. You know what I mean? You could definitely, you know, if you're upset about it, you could just, sometimes I'll respond a little too quickly with like, well, just break it off. Uh, but, um, but you know, it could be one of those things where if you guys, 
it depends. You know what I mean? If you're, I know you're at that early stage of the relationship. So it's also one of those things where you are certainly, you know, you can still be dating too. And then, you know, cause if he's doing that same thing, then it's only, it's only fair. But, um, but yeah, I think definitely talking to him about it. If it's, uh, if it's bothersome, you know, let him know and tell him like, no, you know, if, if things are going well and you're into it, like, let's, let's go for it. Um, Oh, so this one, a friend was wondering, or a woman was saying that uh, one of her friends is taking the longest time to respond to text messages. Uh, this happens a lot, and she wants to know what she should do. Um, and the thing is, is if you if you cut ties with every person that didn't deliver a text message in a time, timely fashion you'd have no friends because <laughs> everyone at, at, at a certain point is going to lax on that. Um, I have a friend who was telling me too, and, and he put it in the best words was just like, you know, he'll look at a text and not have something ready on the whim of like how to respond to it. So he's like, okay, I'll, I'll get back to that one. And then of course, you know how it is. If you sometimes I'll forget something while I'm doing it. And it's, it's like that. So that text and that, response that you were going to send to that person is totally gone. Also in this, um, you know, email, it says that they even, you know, that, that she had confronted the friend about this. And the friend said that she's just, you know, she's bad about responding to messages and it's not just her. So that's one of those things too, where, I mean, you know, if it really bothers you, yeah, I guess you could sever ties and kind of put some distance on it. But like, really, if you know that that's her thing, you kind of know that uh, um, the best way to reach her is maybe by phone. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. If if she is known for doing that with a bunch of her friends, yeah, it's super annoying. But that's kind of just that is her. You know what I mean? Don't take it personally. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, something we don't do enough on the program, um, used to a lot more, but that is the random news segment. I love it. Sometimes, sometimes it's just slow weeks where not a lot of crazy stuff happens. I know definitely during COVID because people weren't out doing stuff. You got those, you didn't get as many of those stupid, um, or those, the Florida man type stories that you would get. Uh, but after, you know, as things started loosening up, you got this influx of those things. And so... That's great. Always, always stuff to talk about then, including this one that is sad um, and very just uh, just horrible is a British man reportedly died after drinking liquid meth. Um, Yeah, meth that he thought was uh, fruit juice. So, yeah, that couldn't be that couldn't be a bigger, bigger 
mix-up, I feel like. And that's one of those things that I think would happen to me. Like, that's how I'm going to go. Oh, yeah, Matt mistook uh, uh, key lime pie for a box of razor blades. Um, but, yeah, so Romanos Diaz, a 55-year-old from Cambridgeshire, England, fell ill after he consumed what was uh, he thought was a fruit drink given to him by his daughter. And so, yeah, so he drank it and then started feeling a burning in his throat and then passed. Uh, it was later determined that the liquid wasn't juice, but it was $54,000 worth of pure methamphetamine. Ooh. And so how did it happen? How did that, how did he get that, what he thought was a drink? So apparently the bottle was delivered to Dia's daughter's home three years ago under the correct address, but a wrong name. Uh, she kept the package for months and eventually gave it to her father. So she got sent this package, opened it, just thought it was fruit juice, and just kept it. And then somehow the dad was like, oh, this is three-year-old fruit juice from an unnamed, unmarked package. This seems legit. And then drank it. Um, my question is, if you were in a similar situation, would you ever consume that? And my initial response is usually like, yo, of course not, you know, but I was thinking about it. There have been a couple times, um, and I'll admit this, <laughs> there's been a couple of times where I've seen fully wrapped pieces of like a, like a, like food or a cookie on the street. And there's that time where I've stopped and been like, well, it is wrapped or I'll see it in a trash bin and like, yeah, yeah that should probably be fine. <laughs> now, I don't do it, but. I feel like I'm so close to doing it, I've essentially done it. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Sad, sad story. And terrifying as well. And another terrifying. This is, so I always, whenever I go to the restroom, um, I think about this constantly. And I have a lot of weird fears. Like, I think I've talked about it on the podcast where, like, if I'm driving, I just always assume my airbag is going to go off at some random time. It's just a weird fear that I have. But when I go to the restroom, I always feel like something's going to jump out of the toilet at me. And this happened in South Africa. A man needed to rebuild his uh, nether regions after he was bitten by a cobra while on the toilet. A 47-year-old Dutch man went to, used, went to use the toilet while visiting. Um, this nature preserve. And while on the toilet, he was bitten by a highly venomous snouted cobra that was tucked away inside the, in the toilet. Um, so yeah, so then he gets bit and then he feels this deep burning sensation, he said, in his genitals, which began to swell, turn purple. And yeah, it turns out he had a case of scrotal necrosis, which is a flesh-eating disease. Um, yeah, that's awful. Uh, it also doesn't help too, that these Dutch surgeons were saying, cause they helped him, you know, recover what they could and repair what they could. Um, but he's, they said that, uh, um, you know, as a words of advice to people traveling saying, always flush the toilet before sitting down in countries notorious for their snake population. Oof. Um, in Vacaville, California, a uh, pregnant woman in Vacaville didn't have time to make it to the hospital and ended up delivering in her front yard. And it was all caught on one of those little um, phone, you know, like ring cameras. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she was, uh, the baby ended up coming early, a week early. 
Um, the con- contractions, it says, went from three minutes to two minutes to one minute in a matter of 20 to 30 minutes. And they were like, okay, you know, we got to go to the hospital. The hospital was nearby, like five minutes away. Um, and then as they got close to the car, she was like, this woman, Emily, said that she just couldn't get into the car. So right there, she's quoted as saying, I'm just like, I'm going to get on the grass. I'm going to be here. This is my spot right here. Um, and then, yeah, they, her mom was with her, and they delivered the baby. And it was right in in the line of sight with this doorbell camera. But it's, uh, and you can watch it. You can see, seek out that video. And it's actually not as graphic as, you know, you would expect because she's, her back, she's facing the other direction. And uh, she also says, I'm thankful that I was facing in that direction because otherwise I don't think we'd be able to share the video footage with anybody. Uh, well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is the podcast for the week. Thanks for checking out another week. We're happy to have you here. Um, again, special thanks to Nalo and the unis for their music this week. Uh, feel free to reach out at notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com, notgoodwithmatt at gmail.com. Also, any Ghost Hunters fans, we have a new episode of Ghost Hunters that is on Discovery+, Plus. so check that out now. Uh, that dropped on Halloween Day, so there you go. Check that out. And, uh, yeah, until then, we'll see you in a week. I love you. I love you.